find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Twisted Listeners, I'm Cindy. And I'm Diva, and we are the Twisted Listeners, a weekly podcast about murder and lists. Each week, we cover 10 cases that all fall under a specific topic, which we also choose weekly. Past topics have included family annihilators, murderous moms, mysterious and spooky deaths, online predators, and other truly twisted topics. We cover many well-known cases, but we also love to sprinkle in some lesser-known murders, so there's always something new and surprising in every episode. So, if you love lists and true crime as much as we do, then we're the podcast for you. Join us for some twisted tales and interesting topics every week. And remember, stay off our lists. Welcome to Cruelty Podcast. This is Lillian. With me is Maris, because Maris Monday. Hello. Hello. Now, this is going to be broadcast on Halloween. Spooky season. Indeed. And uh, it's actually, we recorded it on Devil's Night, which is which the night before Which I learned, because I'm a Michigander, that that's mostly a Michigan thing. It started in Detroit. Yes, it did. Yeah. Yeah. There's some fun fact for you. Oh, it's a fun Michigan fact. It, there's not very many fun Michigan facts. I think maybe that's the end of the list. That's it, yeah. Did you ever do anything on Devil's Night when you were a kid? Uh, I did do one stupid thing, and this was like in the 90s, where me and my friend Becky, who I think would listen, so hey, 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 hey Becky, if you're listening, we went, we didn't realize it was Devil's Night because we're dumb, and we <laughs> went to downtown Detroit. Oh no. What was crazy was we were, we, it was the whole, everything was empty, and that made it even crazy. Crazier. Like there was nobody out and about? No, because this was in the height of Devil's Night being bad at the time. Like oh. most in Detroit, they, they like to set buildings on fire. Well, that's not very <laughs> at all. Yeah, so it, nothing happened. Nothing, literally, but it was just creepy. Creepy as hell. Dang. Yeah, we, um, Oklahoma doesn't have any sort of thing, so we just co-opted it from Michigan, I suppose. Uh But, yeah, it was just a lot of vandalism. Yeah, it's just setting empty buildings on fire is how you you celebrate it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, don't. Um, I don't have any crazy stories about Halloween. Um, I just know a lot of my costumes were not politically correct because my mom had no taste. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just like homeless person. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> Romney f- fortune teller. I, I, since I grew up uh, identifying as female, I also had the Romney um, fortune teller. <laughs> yes. It's a racist costume. I didn't know. Look, I 
and I, I was the, eight. The, the fun stuff. I know. was eight, and it was 1989, right. and I didn't even understand what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get to pick my costume. Like, my mom was so into Halloween that she would plan it, and if you argued, she'd just be fucking pissed. So you just took whatever she doled out that year. Yeah. Homeless person was definitely my least favorite. <laughs> we did. Costume. We had the same costume. We we used that's the a, term hobo in our house. Oh, that's a no-no term. Yeah. I know, but it was like with a bindle and everything. Yeah, I had the bindle also and a fake beard. I'm like, oh, so I'm also cross-dressing this Halloween. Thanks. Oh, that was cool I wonder me. how many trans people have their like awakening on Halloween. You did. Yes, I did. I, like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm just. Was, okay, here's what happens. Yeah, he's like dying currently of embarrassment. Yeah, that's um, the problem. I can't tell the story. Oh, yeah, no. Is that we decided to dress up like as our book characters. Well, I don't know why we did that. Well, that's We're how silly. I got my first name, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then Maris like dressed as uh, his character, Maris. It's a long story. We're not going to get into it. Anyway, it's just like a Victorian gentleman with a top hat. Yeah. And I did a really great fake beard because I'd worked in drag before I have done a lot of fake beards mm-hmm. I've done a lot of fake people moves. don't realize that drag goes the other way they're drag kings yeah they're queens. drag kings yeah. hot stuff and so I was having a really good time and I really went all out and it was very convincing yeah and you were pumped about it I, f- I felt good about myself and that's when we realized we can maybe have a problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was like huh well perhaps we should talk and we did and everything's fine 10 years later we did go to therapy and <laughs> yeah, all that good stuff <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I thought, what could I do? Because we could have followed the American Horror Story theme, but I'm towards the end of the month, y'all. I'm done with the theme. And it's Halloween. I wanted to do, like, some scary stories. Where, where people aren't getting murdered. They might have been murdered previously, but they're already right, dead. But this is no story. true crime. No. No, Maris Mondays usually veer off a of true crime because Maris doesn't like it. I just, I know you're basically doing it for a living, but I just don't like it. It's like NASCAR to me. It's it's bottom of, I'm sorry. It's like bottom of the list. It's not entertaining. I just get depressed and sad and kind of anxious when I watch it. I know there's like a science reason why your brain likes it, but my brain hates it. I know. So I just, well, I'm just explaining to our listeners who are probably true crime fans. (laughs) (laughs) What they like. Dumb. No, it's no, just, just I, I am surprised that brains can work so different. Oh, it's, it is interesting. It's licorice. Sure. It's bleh. And you know, more women than men like true crime. And as yeah. we're frequently the victims of it. Well, that's why I hate yeah. it is because I'm, I like ladies and sure I'm do. sad when they're dead. You are. Yes. Yeah, you yeah. don't like that. No. And I think for me, it's, and for some women, it's a way to like, Gonna process our own trauma and stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. so. But yeah, so I wanted to veer away from that. And what I've collected is some stories from around the internet. Hell yeah! About um, nurses mm. experiencing paranormal stuff, uh, funeral home workers, and then some more phone calls from the dead because those freak me out that happened to my dad and so <laughs> like phone who this it's a ghost <laughs> and like uh but who was phone i just find those stories really 
creepy and interesting. Yeah, because yeah. it, it's evidence that you can have in your hand. Well, I mean, we have this whole, and I think it's a mistaken idea, of that certain people are more valuable as witnesses than others. Like right, the like police military people. Or military yeah. or, you know, first Somebody notable. Just because they're rich, they must be more believable, like, you know, ye. <laughs> well, we hold like yeah. like that. That's how we have value in our societies. Like literal value. Yeah, like a dollar amount. So right. we are worth right now nothing. Nothing. Like I am the I most. Think I have six dollars. Worthless witness of anything, even yeah. though it's like literally happened to me before. You know. Yeah, but I think that we just got to make it a practice of believing people. How many thousands of eyewitness testimonies do you need to believe that there are ghosts? Right. Uh Or the UFOs and stuff. Whatever. So we're gonna we go into this without any skepticism at all, like a bunch of Pollyanna idiots and. Yes. Enjoying our spooky time. Yes. That's what I, I believe. Did you tell me it happened to you? The man Shrek came up to you? The literal the man Shrek? Shrek? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. Like, oh, shit, that happened to you. Oh, my yeah, God. That's where we're at right now. That's the mood yeah. and the vibe we're trying to nurture. All right, so here's the story. This is going to be from a nurse. I'm an ICU nurse. A patient's son rang the hospital at 11 p.m. on Saturday night saying he was sure his dad was dying. Now, his dad had had a severe stroke and was doing okay. Recovery would be difficult, but he wasn't expected to die and was stable at the time. I ex- was looking after him and he was a lot of work because he would try and get up but couldn't walk so he'd fallen a lot the son really wanted to come in even though it was way past visiting hours but this nurse decided to bend the rules for the son let him see his dad since he was distraught and the patient died two minutes before the son walked in the door like a switch dang his last words were am i bothering anyone Oh, so sad. That, that's a sad ass story. But okay, so something common that I see in all of these stories before I go and do some more is that number one, people kind of know when they're going to die. Mm-hmm. Number two, common occurrences in hospitals, hospice, and stuff like that is toilets flushing by themselves, the nurse call button getting pressed even though there's no one in the room, mm-hmm. doors opening and shutting, uh, dying people seeing dead loved ones. Yeah. Saying, oh, my wife is here. Oh, my mother's here. Right. And then they die either like right after the next day. Yeah. I don't know why I find that super interesting, but I do. It's kind of nice to think like, oh, I won't be alone when I die. Right. That is nice. Or terrifying if you hate your family. Right. And it's like, can you get these guys to fuck off? I yeah. hate them. <laughs> they came straight up out of hell. And that's where <laughs> I'm going. So here's another one. I've worked in a small family-run nursing home for six years as a nurse aide. It was an orphanage before it became a nursing home, and unfortunately before being shut down, the orphanage had a history of severe abuse and neglect. It's not gossip the owner herself told us. When residents got close to death, they always saw a little girl. One of my patients, a very alert gentleman, he knew all of our names and was very alert and oriented, well, as she was passing out dinner trays, and she saw that his back was turned and he was talking and laughing to the corner. Okay, weirdo. <laughs> but nobody was there. Yeah, he, but he's a very lucid person. Yeah, so. so it seemed unusual. So she knocked and asked him who he was talking to, and he laughed and said, well, this sweet little girl just came into my room. She was scared. He died three days later. Mm-mm, that little girl's trouble. About six months later, 
She had another patient screaming about a little girl grabbing his feet and that he wanted her to leave him alone. He died that night. This, see, I told you, she is trouble. She needs to be arrested. <laughs> this ghost needs to go to jail. Mm-hmm. Now, the little girls come up over the years, and it's always the same thing. They see her, and then they die. Yep. She's bad. Well, doesn't that make her, what, like, what's it called, a psychopomp? Yes, the psychopomp, it is a Greek word, so it sounds fancy. Like as fancy, fuck. yeah. Makes me sound so smart. I'm dumb, but yeah. it makes me sound smart. And I just know that because I Google weird stuff. Yeah. And so let's explain what a psychopomp is to oh. our tea bags. Okay. Oh, a psychopomp is the Grim Reaper. It's the conduit, and it can be anything. Like, it's not like one, a psychopomp isn't a guy. It's a title. It's a title. So yeah, it, the job. Grim Reaper or whomever. Who Angel else. of Death. Angel of, yeah. Grandpa. Just who's uh, bringing you over to the Charon. He's a psychopomp. Yeah. yeah. He's bringing you over to the, whatever's bringing you across the Rainbow Bridge. <laughs> That's for pets, <laughs> not people. It, we're all animals here. Oh, wow. That's very sciencey of you. Thanks. So here's another one um, about a nurse. A ward I worked on once had a patient who was a psychic medium. We had a bit of a laugh with her as she was on the ward for a while. She'd had a stroke, which affected her mobility, and she would do readings for the staff from time to time. I took it all as just a bit of fun until one evening she pressed her nurse call buzzer and told us to go check on a patient in a side room as he was dead. We went to check and sure enough found that the gentleman had died. Later on, we asked our psychic patient how she had known, and she told us she'd seen him coming out of his room, obviously distressed. She realized he had died, and to explain to him what happened, she like said, hey, over here, and the ghost came over. She's like, this is what you need to do. Go to the other side to cross the Rainbow Bridge, as you put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, well, she did a good job, and I guess she's really psychic. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, I've looked into me stuff and I, I haven't believe I have a bit of the ability yeah but here's what I learned at a young age when people would die I would see them after they were dead that's that's six cents of you a little bit um, I thought that was normal until I got older and I was like oh not so much and they'd be like I'm okay I didn't understand I'm like yeah you're okay go oh, yeah. away weird me out um, and so I've just learned this dead people have nothing interesting to say no they just don't know what the hell's going on either they don't know what the hell's going on or they're like tell little Timmy grandma loves him yeah okay thanks grandma thanks I, don't, I could just tell him that I know that it, I don't it mean, doesn't really help him does it what's the lotto numbers grandma <laughs> grandma <laughs> Why didn't you put me in the will, Grandma? Yeah, that's kind of about it. Like, although dead people have been known, like, if you go through a medium to help find lost objects and stuff, which I think is... Thanks for the car keys, Grandma. It makes me mad at my grandpa. Like, you've been dead this whole time, watched me lose my keys like 18,000 times and have a nervous breakdown, and not once, you just didn't toss them at my foot. Right. Where's the retainer, Grandpa? Damn the thing costs like seven hundred dollars. Does it? <laughs> they're, they're really expensive. Oh, like retainers! Yeah. yeah. Oh no, I lost mine immediately. Yeah, and they're expensive. <laughs> I just didn't tell anybody. Oh, see, see, well, but you should ask Grandpa. I should have asked Grandpa, but he was alive at the time, and he just uh, would have bitched at me. Yeah, so, you know, there's that. It's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for real. So here's one. 
this one is really interesting. This is another nurse. I had a six-year-old who fell from a tree and had significant head injury. She didn't respond to voice commands or painful stimuli, but she was having a conversation with someone. The only part I could clearly hear was when she said, well, I know, but I don't want to be dead. Oh. She then immediately went unresponsive. Happily, the neurosurgeon got her in and fixed her up and she survived and once asked she's like do you remember having that conversation and the little girl's like now <laughs> right but she's like i ain't being dead fuck you yeah i feel that right yeah except in my near-death experience i was really pissed having to go back yeah this is during my car accident and i was just like looking down at the scene out of my body and i was like that's gonna hurt so much i'm out that's good i've had a good run yeah i've done a lot of stuff right heaven sounds pretty fun i'm into that yeah and then it was just this horrible presence was like no you must go back it wasn't nice. It wasn't like Jesus. I, I had an NDE because I had a pulmonary embolism, but I, I feel it Yours was is so dumb. Mine's dumb, but I, I, I don't know if I figured it out, but I'll, should I tell the yeah, story? Yeah, I love okay. this story. So I had a pulmonary embolism when I was 22, which is a blood clot in your lungs. I believe it was caused from uh, birth control pills I was taking at the time because yeah. I'm, you know, I was born with female insides <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else you AFAB. say AFAB AFAB I'm, I'm sorry my, it's, I, I'm not good at talking which is why I, I'm not a great podcaster but here's my NDE <laughs> <laughs> so I had pulmonary embolism and I collapsed at, on the work floor and they called the ambulance and I was taken to the hospital and I was there for a very long time because it was a cluster of blood clots from uh, the birth control pills Yeah. and uh, all that happened was I went, I went black and I saw the transformer Megatron. And that was, and then I woke up. I thought I was dreaming, like one of those stupid dreams. No, they're like, You're, you were dead. Yeah, they told me that they gave me a 50-50 chance that night, and I didn't know that, that my chances were so bad, and I was so bad off. Yeah. But later in my life, when I met you, we met in Oklahoma City and hung out with a friend, but right, and like I was trying, we were... We were lost. We were lost, yeah. but I saw the big Transformer Megatron. They have like, a giant, it was, it like, was like, life-size replica you can Google it. It was in Oklahoma City for the movie coming out. And the friend we were visiting mm -hmm. is the friend that encouraged us to get together in real right. life and not just online. So, but I... I, I tried to. So it's it's much. it's a weird coincidence, and the only thing I can think of is that some maybe it's a play on words, like Metatron. Metatron. Yeah, because like nothing happened, and I was not no nothing was said to me. It didn't give me a message like or a anything. But I lived. Yeah. Yeah. And I know like and I know that the absurdity that Jacques Vallée talks about. That is def uh, that's a part of the phenomenon. Yeah, that all phenomenon, be it ghosts, fairies, demons, UFOs, are all a part of the same thing. Kind of wearing different masks. Kind of winks at you. It like, winks at you like a yeah. dad joke. Yeah. And maybe that is my brain was just dying. Sure. That's an explanation, of course. Yeah. But it, I don't know. It, it was also a weird coincidence that at the time that we met, there was a giant, like, the, you know, my love of my life, etc. you know. And, <laughs> and <laughs> oh, etc. <laughs> you know, gushy stuff. But yeah, like, stuff. that night there was it was it was like 13 feet tall. It was as tall as a skyscraper. Like it wasn't a billboard. 
it was ginormous. Thirteen feet's not very tall. Well, I, it was it was as tall as a skyscraper. It was like building size. What in your vision? No, and the, oh right, the display Oklahoma in Oklahoma City. It was the size of a two-story building. Yes, for sure. you, like you said, you can Google it to see a picture because it's insane looking. But that was what was in front of me, and like the night we met, you know. It, it was really crazy. Yeah, it was really strange. Here's a, okay, this, these stories, for some reason, more than nurses, like EMTs and paramedic stories creep me out. Yeah. And this one's good. I like it. There's tons of stories about patients knowing they're going to die. Paramedics are especially familiar with a phenomenon. In my experience, if someone says they're going to die when they're being transported, there's a pretty high chance they actually will. I have a few friends who are EMTs or paramedics, and they all say when someone goes from asking you, am I going to die, to mm -hmm. telling you I am going to die, they get started on, like, prepping for them to crash. Okay, so the person kind of tells them. Yeah, instead of asking, am I going to die, am I going to die, and they go to, I am going to die. They prep a crash, like, supplies yeah. for that. One story in particular, one of my best friends in college had just started as an EMT in a remote area. It was a 30-minute drive to the nearest hospital, and they got a call about an elderly male with chest pain. They get him stabilized and start transporting him, and after getting all the basic information, he stops talking. My friend is driving while his paramedic partner is in back monitoring the patient. About 20 minutes into the drive, it's been dead silent apart from the engine, and suddenly the guy looks up at the paramedic and says, thank you for trying, but I'm going to die mm. he tells my friend like the the mt tells the driver to step on it and he died when i had my pulmonary embolism it didn't cross my mind that i was dying i had to be told later that i was you know that bad off yeah oh see and ours is so different i definitely knew i was dying before i passed out and then when it went black i like jettisoned out of my body like into the sky it was so weird i had like a top-down view of the car accident i didn't have that experience at all it oh, just it went really black strange. see that's why i think that like you know as the person you do know yeah for sure i just passed out i was it, totally, I was told later that i was basically dead yeah 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 they had to restart you yeah um, yeah, I too had to be restarted, but I am fine. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I just love these stories. I don't know why they're so creepy to me. I worked at a med as a med tech at an assisted living facility. One day, a resident, I'll call her Margaret, suddenly passed away and her family left all her belongings in the room that night, including her pendant to call staff for help. One of those, help me, I've fallen, I can't mm -hmm. get up things. The next night, Margaret's neighbor called the staff because someone was talking in the room next door and keeping her awake. We brushed the resident off knowing that Margaret's room was empty. About an hour later, Margaret's pendant started going off in her empty apartment. I was the only one willing to go turn it off so I walked into the room and it was freezing cold in the middle of summer the air conditioner in that room had been shut off it should have been hot suddenly the bathroom door slammed as I was turning off the pendant light I locked the door and ran back to the nurse's station no one wanted to go in there so like the janitor went in and yeah but there was no one there of course yeah yeah it was ghostesses twas yeah. I wonder like I think that 
after somebody dies, there is like a time period between when they die and before they move on to their final destination. Mm -hmm. Because, boy, after my mom died, I really felt her hanging around. And it was a really weird feeling. Like, I was always being watched. Like being watched. Yes. But it wasn't malevolent. No. You didn't feel threatened or nothing. I kind of felt that way, too. I don't think to nearly as your extent. But it was like someone else was there, but, like, not really. For me, it felt more like if you came up behind me and I didn't hear you, but you were staring at me, I'd know you were there. It was that kind of feeling. So it's just someone familiar to you staring at the back of your head. Yeah. And it would stop if I went in a private space, like a bathroom. Uh Uh-huh. And I found that interesting. I, like, took note of it because, you know, when someone dies close to you and you're into paranormal stuff, you pay attention. Right. And I did have several dreams about my mom, and right after those dreams, I never saw her, like, felt her presence again. Yeah. That was cool because I didn't want to feel presence no i mean not like i know this is sort of a more personal episode but your mom wasn't like the nicest person that we no we did not care for her no uh she was not a nice lady she was a really she was a terminal alcoholic that's what killed her and she was exceptionally abusive when i was young Mm -hmm. and i mean she continued to be abusive if i had allowed her into my life so yeah and I mean, I did have one conversation before she died where she like apologized and mm-hmm. and I felt like we had some closure and that was nice. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, she died. Yeah. Yeah. And I find that really interesting. So I would I don't know. I have very mixed feelings about that time period. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. All right. Another story. And this is uh, kind of a secondhand story, but it's a good one. My aunt is a nurse and told me some stories, but this one stuck with me. There was an old lady who insisted on being strapped down at night in her bed. Okay. (laughs) Same tea bag. (laughs) Fuck off you. So nasty. She told my aunt that there was a dark figure in the room who was trying to grab her and take her out of the room where she was convinced she would die. My aunt and other nurses obliged her for the next few nights, and she would, you know, the aunt would check on her, and strangely, she would be askew in her bed as if someone had tried to pull her out of it. That's no good. It's some paranormal activity. One night, it was a new person on the shift, and they refused to strap her down. Okay. The next morning, she was found dead on the floor, halfway pulled towards the door with her arm outstretched like someone had been pulling her by the arm. Well... They won, I guess. They they did win. That story creeps me out. <laughs> Jeez. This one is sad. Oh, damn it. But kind of cool. We had a little boy come in by ambulance and was a toddler. His parents had put him to bed and he had only had like a cold. And then he just took a turn. It ended up being viral meningitis, which is... Bad. That's bad. bad shit, yeah. They had to do rapid intubation and all that stuff, and he ended up passing away. Mm-hmm. And right before he died, he was talking to his dad, right before they tried to intubate him. Okay. And he was saying he'd see his little sister, Hannah, soon. Well, see, yep, that's, that's the same what you said earlier. Well, no, this has a twist. Okay. Fast forward, it's about two years later, the same family comes in with a sick infant. Of course, now they'll take their baby to the doctor, even if it's got the sniffles. Right. And the, the nurse remembered them. Yeah. And the family remembered the nurse. And she asked, you know, well, what's the baby's name? Hannah. Wait. 
and they had forgotten this, that their little bo- boy had said he was going to meet Hannah. Hannah. Okay. Now, maybe it was that they heard the name and it stuck in their heads because it happened at a very traumatic event. Yeah. But a lot of times people talk about, you know, we have these reincarnation stories, life after death Family stories. clusters, yeah. But there are stories where kids remember what it was like before they were born. Right, yeah. And they often pick their siblings. They've met them ahead of time. I think we did an episode on that. Briefly, we did one on reincarnation. Uh-huh. And I just, I don't know, it gives me the chills. Yeah. And, so he oh, knew his sister before she was born. Oh, I read it wrong. Which okay. is the, the little boy wasn't talking to the dad. He was talking to the nurse. Only okay. the nurse knew that name. Okay, gotcha. And she assumed that he had a little sibling. Okay. And so they the parents didn't. named the child Hannah and had no knowledge that he had said that beforehand. Okay, that makes more sense. Yes, I'm just stupid. No, it's okay. I can't fucking read either. (laughs) We have dyslexia. Yeah. Okay. This is a funeral home worker. This is a longer one, but I liked it. It was good. I've never really told anyone this story other than my wife. A few years ago, I decided to get into funeral work as a part-time gig and see what it was like possibly doing it as a career. Called a few in the area and only one wanted me to come in to talk. Drove to this funeral home and of course it's the oldest, creepiest building in the world. The director came out and said she was, you know, and she was super pleasant. She was really nice and offered him a part-time job like helping around Mm -hmm. the funeral home. She puts me on a one week on and one week off schedule for helping with the actual funeral funeral services and removals, which is where you picked up a deceased person either at their home or the hospital or facility that they're at. Mm -hmm. And my first removal call was around 1130 at night. I was nervous to say the least. I show up at the home and she's waiting in the removal van with a cot. She tells me we're going to the hospital morgue to pick someone up. We get there and she goes through the motions, teaching me the process, moving the body from the slab to the cot, buckling them, wrapping them, and away they go. Get back to the funeral home and we wheel him into the prep room. I help her move him onto the table and she said she wants to help me set his facial features, which I'm not going into detail about because it's intense Mm -hmm. and y'all and I'm going to take a pause to explain because I did Google this and I had some knowledge beforehand your relative's face has been tampered with by the funeral home right because when you're dead everything goes slack yeah and your relative would look weird and upsetting to you so they go in and they stitch up things to pull the muscles taut they close they sew the lips shut i mean there's all kind of they put various plugs and orifices to keep blood and oozy stuff from coming out so like it is some grim work Mm -hmm. yeah and this guy is like having a hard time with it And uh, here's what he says. He says, after we finish, I'm at the sink washing my hands and the phone on the wall turns on the speaker mode. And it starts making all these weird, slow pronounced buzzes like. Yeah. Right. That. And it just wouldn't stop. Like, every time you'd hang it up, it would start all over again. And he's just like, I'm good for tonight. I am going home. This is scary. Yeah. So, like, the next day is the funeral service. And he gets everything prepped in the church. And everyone is showing up. The minister was going on and on about this guy and his illustrious career in the military. And he had had stuff to do with Morse code. 
And as the funeral's going, the phone rings again, puts itself on speaker, and it was clearly some kind of Morse code. The guy didn't know Morse oh, code. Oh, dang. You're getting, you getting, the, the, you're getting Ouija board by a ghost. Yeah. Morse coded by a ghost. That's so interesting. What did it say? Well, he didn't know Morse code, and he oh. freaked out, and he never went back to work there. Oh, Something dang. Like that. Yeah. All right. Here's another one. And this is from, I believe, a funeral home. Yes, it is. We had a younger man a few weeks ago who passed suddenly one night. After closing up and hitting the lights, we walked toward the back hallway. As I looked down the hall before heading out the door, I saw a man with dark hair and a dark suit at the end just standing there. Thought it was the funeral director. But when I blinked, he was gone. And she met the director later that day, mm-hmm. and he was he was blonde. Okay, so, so different it was guy. a different guy. The next day, when they go to prep this body that had come in, the young man, it's the guy she saw in the. Oh hallway. no! Yeah, and this at this location, there's always shit going on. Like there's always talking in another room. Doors they, open. They gotta close time. their hell mouth. <laughs> yeah, and you know what I think is funny. I'm not afraid of ghosts, really. Right. That's I mean, they're startling. Like, there's just because like they're startling. You're home alone, and then you're not alone. That's fucking startling, even if they was alive. I agree. So with some scary stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Now here's my favorites. These are stories about phone calls from the dead. I was thinking about trying to do a sound effect, but then I was going to do air horn. That's the wrong thing for ghosts. Why are you doing that? For ghosts. Oh, honey. (laughs) You can do like an organ, like... I can't do sound effects. No, you can't. So I don't know why it would occur to you to try. I I don't know either. (laughs) Okay. So... I just love this. This happened to my older brother, Matt, about a year ago, just a few weeks after my eldest brother, Jeremy's best friend, Joe, died of heart trouble. Matt received a telephone call from a person that sounded exactly like Joe and said something like, Matt, it's Joe. Is Jeremy home? Something really strange is going on. Mm. Matt freaked out and could hardly answer. He said, no, he's not sorry. Then the phone hung up. Matt looked at the caller ID and it read out of area. So Matt tried star 69, but it was unable to trace the call. Yeah. So the dead brother's friend called and was like, hey, it's weird. (laughs) Feeling weird right now, guys. Um, uh, You're on your own. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so creepy. So here's another one. My husband lost his grandfather a long time ago, but just recently he has been experiencing something really weird. He has seen his grandfather's name on our caller ID. So we thought someone was calling from his grandfather's house. That was the first time and no one was even home. Just today for the second time he was at work and clearly along with co-workers heard the phone ring. He answered it on the first ring, but only heard a dial tone. When he looked at the phone's directory, which has no caller ID, but who lists who he has called, he saw his grandfather's name again. Oh, we got to get rid of caller ID. That's the solution for these ghosts. That's too scary. Ghosts are pranking us. Well, but I mean, I won't answer the call unless I recognize the number on the caller ID. Right. I mean, that's the other thing. Don't, so then don't, it's ruined. Don't pick it's up ruined. the phone. <laughs> don't pick up the phone. One of my clients related this story to me a few years ago. At the time, she worked for the Department of Social Services, and one of the services she offered was checked for emergency expenses. 
She had issued a check for $100 to one of her clients for utilities and was about to close the file when her phone rang. On the line was the woman to whom the check was issued. The woman sounded vague and distracted, but she clearly said, where's my money? <laughs> I won't be needing that $100 after all. My client made a note of it and went on with her work. That evening at home, she was reading the newspaper when she saw the obituary of the woman she had talked to on the phone who had died the previous day before she made the phone call. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't need no money. Oh, I, I thought you were calling to like making sure, like, make sure you send the check. Where my money at? <laughs> Put it in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you have been spending all that effort for the $100? I don't know what that was about. Maybe she was just, the lady was nice to her, and that was the last person who was nice to her as a way of saying thanks. No, no, you made be it scary. really sad now. Well, I like to think with human empathy and a heart, Maris. Oh. You're <laughs> <laughs> just a dick. Okay, three years ago, my mother passed away. We were very close, and I miss her daily. Last Christmas evening, I went to bed and woke up to the phone ringing. I answered it, and a voice that was very familiar said, Hello there. It was my mother's voice. The line had a static noise, and the sound cut in and out. I said, This can't be you, Mom. You're dead. She said, Oh, come on now. She sounded a bit agitated, and then we were cut off. Mm. So your mom is just going to not, I mean. You're like, Mom, you're dead. She's like, uh-uh. Right. That's what I was trying to say. Why are you guys punking me? Right. I'm sad. <laughs> Call me and tell me where you hid that money in your dresser. I've called to tell you you're wrong. <laughs> I've called to tell you you suck and it's I never just, loved you. That's exactly what my mom would say. <laughs> called to tell you I'm not your real dad. Oh, oh, that'd be God. great. That would be great, actually. <laughs> <clears throat> About three nights ago, my husband got a phone call at 1.57 a.m. I remember it was a very stormy night. He answered, and the phone was giving him little bleeps, but nobody was saying anything. Then the phone went dead. I was asleep by the phone, but I never heard it ring, and I always hear the phone ring. Only he heard it. He called the number back on the caller ID, and it said, this number is not in service. The number is still on our caller ID. The same night, at 4 a.m., his mother, who lives about an hour away, also got a phone call. Her son, who was asleep in the house, also didn't hear it ring. She heard the same bleeps, and it was the same caller ID. She called it back, and it was also a not-in-service number. About 5 a.m., his mother was lying in her bed, and she saw a man standing at the foot of her bed, looking at her. She said he was tall and thin, had dark eyes and dark clothes. He stared at her for a minute, then darted across the room and disappeared. We were very freaked out about this and could not figure out why this happened all on the same night. What I, why I, I didn't hear the phone ring and my husband did. My husband lost his brother about six months ago, a tragic death. So mm. maybe they're implying that the brother is calling the yeah. family. So all, the only thing that separates us from ghosts is a really, we need a ghost phone. Well, I used to have these weird, I can't, okay, so I do this thing that when someone in my family, whether I like them or not, is about to die, I will dream they're traveling. Right, like in a bus station. I dreamed that my mom's girlfriend yeah. was getting was at a bus station, and she mm -hmm. before she died, she looked really terrible. She was she was also suffering from alcoholism. Yeah, and she was really ravaged by it. She was mm -hmm. too thin and mm -hmm. just scary looking. And in my dream, she was as I had met her, which was like vibrant and full of health, and she was dressed nice. She was really happy. Mm -hmm. And I said, "Where are you going?" She's like, "Just on a trip." And I woke up to my phone ringing. 
being informed that she had died. Right. Yep. So that was yep. our experience. I was there for that. Like, what I noticed yep. is there's lots of, there were lots of like telephones, like old pay phones. Yeah. I, I, I go back to, I was Jamaican jokes, but like often people are, do experience phones in dreams. Yes. Or in, you were Jamaican jokes? Yeah. Oh my God. I didn't mean to say it that way. That was. I thought that's like a new catchphrase. Nope. I oh. just can't talk. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was good. So what I I pose to you is uh, I'm not going to do this on our regular podcast or on the Patreon, but what I will do is in our Discord. I want to have scary story nights. Yeah, that'd be cool. And I'm going to get a headset. Not this month probably the end of next month so for christmas time like in the victorian tradition i'll tell some ghost stories on discord that'd be rad yeah oh and shout out to all the people who found us from mad mark thing the oh my god maris the mad mike markham we got a lot of traveler episode new listeners on that it is from all over the world and so hello our number one downloaded episode now Silly. It kind of went viral. So if you haven't heard it, go back and listen. Yeah, and you'll learn that he's a piece of shit. Okay, (laughs) not spoiler. Uh, But yeah, uh, I want to do ghost stories. So if you have a really good one, especially if you're a nurse, man, please send me that. Lilianasterius at iCloud.com. I'll put that in the description of this episode. But I would... Now look, don't go on to Reddit and get me a story. This needs to be your story. Yeah. And look, I have... Y'all, I have a cache of stories I have taken from reddit so i already know that's true we do. that's where i got a lot of these from reddit today although right. i've also heard them in other places okay uh but i just i like reddit for that type of stuff because that is a real person's account you know like the nurses mm-hmm. and i just find it really interesting because they're dealing with life and death every day mm-hmm. and they do have lots there were also stories in multiple Hospitals where ghost children run around the halls and play. Oh, fuck that. Especially in the triage and like emergency sections like yeah. ICU. Right. And people are like, why? And they're like, well, they won't bother you unless you look at them. Well, then are they going to bother me? What do you mean? What are they going to do? I, I want to be unbothered. I'd like to remain unbothered. Yeah. What if I accidentally look? And now that you told me not to look, I want to look super do bad. they have crazy eyes? I bet they do. I bet they do. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but this seems common, like at the intersection points where lots of people are dying all the time, mm-hmm. especially in a specific location. I think it makes it haunted as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, a lot of people tell me, I don't believe in ghosts, Lily. And I'm like, okay. Well, then go not believe them over there. Don't tell me about it. Jesus. I mean, it's just like, here's the thing. When someone tells me I believe and then it's followed by a statement, no amount of my personal experience or arguing with you is going to change your mind. It's a belief you have. I was about to say, no no one can change my mind. Only I can. Yeah. yeah, And you have oppositional defiance disorder. No, I don't. (laughs) One of my favorite. Okay. So he legitimately does. And one of my favorite things to do is I notice Maris is like getting up to go refill his water, for example. And I'll say, why don't you go refill your water? I just get just, annoyed and bothered now. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It gives me life and yeah. fuel. But yeah, that's kind of like, I'd like to pick some really interesting stories and have a discussion about it on our Discord. Yeah. And the reason I'm not going to put on a regular episode is I've listened to a lot of listener-submitted things. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Rude. I think it's much better to have a conversation back and forth right, yeah. than just tell... 
stories. Right. Like yeah. for that type of thing. And we can interact and now it's an experience. That's wow. what I want. Okay. Yeah. yeah. As for what else is going on, uh, we write books and we, uh, we, we make, make arts. Art. We make, make arts, write books. Mm-hmm. Books are free, so you should go read them. You should. That's, what, that's why they're free because we want to just Some of them them. are. Some of them aren't. And yeah. if you don't want to, uh, fuck it, you want to read something that's for money, I guarantee it's not for much and you should buy it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Tell your friends or something. Yeah, but you should buy our art because it's cool. I make watercolor paintings and so Lillian does literally everything. Well, that's that's not true. You, name not a thing you don't do. Blacksmithing. You're so close to it. Oh, it's You make jewelry. I do. Okay. Uh, glass blowing. Close to it. You. I make stained glass. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Hold on. What else do I not do? Well, Ceramics, and that's a shame. I'd love to, but I don't have a You make clay them. things. Oh, shit. You're right. It's all adjacent. Anyway, go look at our stuff. It's in the link tree. Don't be scared of that link tree. It has to be because we do too many things. Yeah. And then, in addition, we have a Patreon. We have three tiers, anywhere from $1, $5 to 10 They all have special perks and bonuses, and y'all... We release a Patreon episode once a week. Yeah, we work hard. We work very hard. And if you just want to, like, say, oh, my God, they work too hard and just give us, like, a tip, do it. We'll take it. I'll take it. I told you, it's $6. Y'all may think I'm making a joke. (laughs) No, I'm poor. You haven't had a car working since May. Yeah, since your birthday. It broke down on my birthday, y'all. That's sad. Uh Uh-huh. That's sad. We got our little alms for the poor cup out. That's fine. Anyway, we love you all. Thank you for listening. Like, if that's the only way you can support this podcast is listening or give it to a friend that's free you can give the podcast to a friend uh-huh. just share it word of mouth really does help yes so tell people annoyingly at your holiday celebration dinners this year be like so i'm listening to this podcast and then your like racist uncle doesn't like it and you get yelled yeah at. well then listen to it harder like you do have with heavy metal louder even Ooh. turn it up i don't know if my voice is pleasant at high volume i don't know either but we're just gonna do it <laughs> anyway you guys stay safe this time of year. You don't do anything foolish. Do, do the foolish stuff. Just Not do too it. foolish. Do it. Don't mix uppers and downers. Don't leave your drink unattended. And wrap it up if you're going to get some strange because everyone's dressed like a slut on Halloween. That's true. Those are my uh, Auntie Lillian's advice. Right. And no one's giving out their drug their, their drug To treats. your children? No. Give them to me And instead. if so, what house is that? Because gummies are I'll expensive. I'll come over. I will. I will come over. <laughs> Dressed in my chicken frying dress. <laughs> I'm not putting on a costume for this. Just uh, give me the drugs. Right. Anyway, good night, and we love you. Bye. Find us on your social media platform of choice. Linktree slash cruelty has all of the links. Check out our Patreon for exclusive episodes, merch, ad-free episodes, live ghost hunts, and much more. Please be sure to subscribe. New episodes are uploaded weekly. Thank you so much. See you next time. Music and production by Willie B.